Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Yes, you do. And running the boards is Joey D. Ohio. Ohio? Ohio. On today's show, we will talk comic books. With Scott from Comics Dungeon. I know him. We will talk comic books with BJ Shea. I don't, no. know, I don't know that guy. Who? I, I would hope you know them. Uh, we will also talk about Gen Con with a good friend of ours. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com, because it's going to have all our podcast info and more. It's BJ Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much on uh, that. Uh, let's get our comic book recommendations from Scott over at Comics Dungeon. Scott from Comics Dungeon joins us, and you can get more information about what Comics Dungeon does. Guess what? It's comics at comicsdungeon.com. Scott, now, I know a lot of the times in the comic book world, there are resolution issues. Sometimes things don't get completed. Uh, but that's not the case for this week, right? Yeah, not, yes. Kind of. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, so this this week uh, there were two kind of mind-bending uh, climaxes, if you will. Uh, Heroes in Crisis, uh, I think we've talked about this uh, a little bit before, but uh, this is a, a quick recap. is There's a sanctuary where heroes can come in and uh, talk and get therapy for the trauma that is in their lives. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, one of these heroes couldn't quite keep it together and keep control of his powers, and he killed a bunch of them. Ah! Uh, and it's like, okay, well, there you go. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was Wally West. He was the Flash for many, many years. Oh, and yeah. uh, what, one of my all-time favorite characters. Uh, so I was a little disappointed uh, in that personally. Uh, so what does he do? He tries to cover it up. And uh, how does he cover it up? First, time travel. And uh, he, he goes, okay, great. If, if they think I'm dead, I'm not going to be I'm the one to be blamed. blamed at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so he goes into the future, gets his future self, kills him, and uh, plants the body. And um, that's all great, but he only went five days into the future. So now as time's progressing, <laughs> it's now five days in the future. We have a dead body. The five day future flash is there. The current flash is there. And they're having this kumbaya moment, talking to himself, talking to each other, <laughs> saying, hey, Man, you know. Time travel, dude, is not ever good. I'm sorry. It just is so weird, and Flash makes it so weird all the time. Oh, man. This is, this, I, I literally read this episode or issue three times because I was like, I'm not sure I understand. I'm not sure I understand. And I'm still not sure I understand. But, uh, <laughs> but so Wally talks himself out of killing himself. 
Um, and now we have too many flashes running around and, and, uh, there still needs to be a dead body or we have continuity issues. So Brewster goes, Hey, I've got a problem back when I was in college. What we did is we traveled to the future and, uh, we got a clone and we just killed that clone and we planted the body. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bunch of dudes making really bad decisions. Isn't this? Yeah. This, this this is, yeah, this is. This is this is yes terrible terrible uh, drunken guy type logic and yeah. but so needless to say Wally West goes off and he goes to jail to account for his uh, discretions and there's a clone dead body here and everything's copacetic for these guys and uh, and it's like okay I, I again I'm not sure if we have the future flash or the present flash or whomever but there's only one right now so fine. <laughs> all right i love that i love that fine <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so after reading this i i decided to jump over to doomsday clock which has been the the, the watchman meets dc universe uh story yeah. uh, um you know and uh it's 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 a heavy read as it is because you know, just like Watchmen's a very heavy read, this story is a very heavy read, and um, and we knew they were building up to something. Uh, I personally was hoping that they'd bring back the Justice Society of America, Legion of Superheroes. They'd been teasing it, been teasing it. Finally, we have them in this issue, issue ten of Doomsday Clock. We get them. We get Ooh. to see the, the Justice Society. We get to see the Legion of Superheroes. But we get a complicating factor to the multiverse, which is the new metaverse. The what? Yeah, right. So it is a universe that sits above the multiverse. So literally, the meta verse oh. that feeds off the multiverse. That. Is this real life at this point? Are they trying to make allusions to that? Or is it, again, another verse on top of verse under verse? Uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it's, you know, my, my brain is still swollen from uh, from this issue. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it, it was really well done, very convincing. But Dr. Manhattan is just a space case himself he he doesn't know if he's talking in the future or in the present so you're trying to deal with is he talking about now is he talking about in the past or the future and he's talking about this metaverse where all the multiverses feed into it that are it has no explicit control over itself all these other multiverses feed into it and 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 it tries to find balance and and i'm like okay i'm but I'm, i'm like Okay, I got my JSA. I got my Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> if, 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 I, if I have to live in the metaverse to get those, fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine. We'll just deal with it. At least I get the things that I want. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I love it, man. And I, I, if anybody has any sort of questions, they can shoot you a message on all social media. It's easy. You just look for Comics Dungeon, and maybe they can help explain it to you. Maybe they can explain it to us. I don't know what's going on, but I do love it when your brain hurts because it's kind of fun to try to pick your brain when it's happening. (laughs) Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks, Ralph. Thank you so much, Scott. Like I said, ComicsDungeon.com, C4C3.org. Hit them up on social if you want to find out a genre, maybe some deep, 
topics or deep issues or I don't want to really say issues. I guess comic book issues. Well, you right? Joe, send a message about about your deep issues, but maybe yeah. just the ones that you want to hear about the comic book characters that maybe you're interested in. <laughs> yes. Uh, Speaking of comic books, BJ Shea, you do read a couple of comics. I do, as a matter of fact. Of course, the biggies, the Marvel's biggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, the Amazing Spider-Man as we finally wrapped up the Hunted uh, oh, story. Oh, it's arc. wrapped up. If yeah, this so the issue twenty-two wrapped it up as Craven finally revealed his secret plan, which was very psychological more than anything else. As he oh. he was really trying to turn. Spider-Man into a, basically a hunter that knows that you have to sacrifice others in order to do what you've got to do and that hunting and killing isn't a bad thing it's just part of being human oh I thought you were going to say Peter Parker to take magic mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different if going that's on a trip 22.A <laughs> good luck on your trip Spider-Man yeah so it uh, it was interesting that's where Craven was trying to go and uh, well right. of course you got to know by now you know uh, Peter Parker and Spidey you're, you're just not gonna you're not gonna get them to play your game no yeah and so uh the, it was a real cool turn as craven was trying to basically educate spider-man into the fact that look this is what humanity is about you hunt you kill you have to thin the herd it's no biggie it doesn't matter if even you so-called innocents get killed and you know he had drugged him like uh, craven likes to do throw a little so you know some sort of drug in your system to make him start even thinking that maybe he's right and hello oh jeez. but then you know go spidey's like nah you know, on second thought, you're kind of an idiot. No, Craven, you're wrong. And he started educating Craven, and Craven was like, "Yeah, you know." Uh, and there was a good twist ending where we all thought that Spider-Man was in a fight with Craven's clone kid and getting his ass kicked. And then at the end, just as he killed and it looked like he was killing Spider-Man, then he pulls off the mask, and it's like, "Oh, it wasn't Spider-Man at all. It was actually his dad, Craven." So it looks like Craven the Hunter is no more, but you know, it's comic books. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because the original Craven the Hunter, I'm pretty sure the original, he died as well. Everybody's dying. Like, I mean, it's comic Everybody's books. Everybody's like, died. Like Everybody said, comes back. It's comics. He's like got clone kids, you know. Even if there is a corpse, which was the old trope in comic books, if there's not a corpse, there's not a death. Even if there is, there's still, a, there's still, yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, what other comic books do you have? Well, we've got, uh, we've got the War of the Realms that's going on in Marvel, which which I am yeah. not paying attention to, but uh, <laughs> except thing that's it, happening. it just happened to cross over into the Fantastic Four, so that's oh, why. Oh, uh, okay. And it's sort of kind of a little bit of a one-off. I'm not too sure if you even need to read this issue if you care about the War of the Realms, uh, which basically is uh, a, it's an Asgardian sort of situation going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some of the uh, some of the stuff about it, and it's kind of fun because it's like Spider-Man is helping fight in it, and he's wearing like his normal costume, but also like a Thor-esque helm. Yeah. So it was kind of funny on that end. So. So, yeah, so the War of the Realms comes to Yancey Street, which, if you don't know, Yancey Street has been a part of the Fantastic Four universe, and basically it is a rough neighborhood in the world of New York. Oh, uh, okay, and, okay, uh, okay, Yeah, and that's where Ben was supposedly raised, and they're all, you know, it's a t- it's your typical New Yorker, if you remember from the first Spider-Man movie, or I think it was the first Spider-Man movie, whatever movie was where everybody started fighting the Goblin, because he's like, hey, you take on one of us, you take oh, on all yeah, of us, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. oh, and, oh, and you're like, uh, guys, <laughs> these are as good. Guardian like god creatures and you have yourself like a mailbox post. You're not really going to do well here. Uh-oh. But you know, hey, we're Yancey Street. We do what we want. Hey! Uh, <laughs> it was a fun episode. You know, it's interesting to see, uh, you know, how Frank, Franklin and Valeria, who are now teenagers as opposed to like little kids and Franklin's power, he's a god like being, but every time he uses his power it basically will diminish him. Like eventually he's going to run out. Oh. So that's wow. his bag. Is he's got a limited amount of power and I think 
think that's going to be fascinating to see where that will play out in the world because, yeah, he can do some amazing things, but every time he does it, he has less and less ability to do things. Wow. That's his thing. And um, so it's fun to see how they're being teenagers in the world of the Fantastic Four. And it was a pretty good issue. I would say for me it was a throwaway issue because, again, it was a War of the Realms thing. And I much more just want to be like, hey, come on, let's get back into some Fantastic Four, you guys. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it was okay. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you said maybe not necessarily needed if you're in yeah. the War of the Realms. And but did I really need it as a Fantastic Four issue? Well, I mean, they did do some fun stuff, I guess. But, eh, you know, <laughs> Franklin's like a bad boy because he took advantage of Alicia's blindness and sort of did some stuff and snuck out and no, they're no, like no. that's not cool and he's just all emo with his blue hair he dyed his hair blue and he's like I, don't <laughs> I do what I want I'm Franklin the God guy sure why not yeah I mean imagine you know being a teenage kid like a pre you know maybe like 13 14 and, and being the most powerful thing yeah, ever yeah <laughs> it, the fact that he's not basically blowing people's heads off is amazing yeah I love the fact that he goes with the anime hair too Oh, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> got the anime hair working. Uh, now, this is some big news that we're not going to dwell on a whole bunch, but if you don't want to be spoiled from The Walking Dead and the comic book and you have actually been reading it, catching up on it, and the internet hasn't spoiled you yet because it happened last week, skip ahead for about three minutes. So this is Walking Dead comic book news. Yes. Nothing to do with the TV show. Exactly. And so, yeah, just skip ahead for about three minutes or so and spoiler we'll be fine. Alert. Major spoilers because... They kill Rick Grimes. Issue 192. Isn't that funny? They didn't wait till 200. Uh, And here's an interesting point on that, just because I was uh, reading about why Kirkman decided to do this. And he had always had this in his mind that he like nobody is safe in the Walking Dead comics. And so he's kind of had his story come out. And the 192 is the end of the trade paperback compendium. So the end of compendium either five or six is issue 192 ah. so that's why they're ending with this one so that's how, why they're doing it so if you look at the behind the scenes sort of ah, thing fancy. yeah but if you guys uh, had uh, read the issue a month ago uh, Sebastian from the Commonwealth which is the new area where Michonne was able to find some people that she's uh, uh, from her past uh, basically it's a not perfect society that is building itself up and Rick has decided that he still wants to make sure that this is the one that he wants to get behind. Well, one of the guys from there, Sebastian, kills him. Uh, whether or not everyone else knows it was him or not, we don't know. But it is for sure. It was a cliffhanger. And this one puts away all doubt right away that Rick... is over. It is. And... A difference from the television show is that Carl's still around in the comic books, and guess who finds their dad oh. as a zombie? Did he? Now I don't know the comic books. Now he he had to put he had to put down his mom in the show. I don't know if he yeah. had to put down his mom. In the I don't books. know either because I'm uh, not. I have been reading about it, but uh, so he has to put down his dad too. Yes. Oh man! And it's Carl. Like one of those big epic moments because like you see zombie Rick Grimes. And that's pretty epic. And how about the time that Carl actually goes into the house like he's supposed to? And that's what <laughs> Damn he gets. it, Carl, get back in the house. Yeah. <laughs> this time it was like, no, Carl, get out of the house. I should have told you to stay out after all. 
Yeah, so that is huge, massive news on that. Yeah. I would love to get people's responses because I know there's anger on the yeah, internet. Yeah, I'm pissed, because, I'm, right? but I'm happy and I'm sad. Well, you can give us uh, feedback, BJ Geek Nation, wow. uh, the Facebook page, or geek, uh, BJGeekNation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what people have to say about it. That's, I mean, look, you had a lot of issues with Rick. It's, I mean, I mean yeah. not issues yeah. like yeah. I mean, problems. Like but actual comic book yeah, issues. Yeah, 192 <laughs> Rick issues. That is a lot of years of Rick. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have to see where it goes from beyond there but it's he's not going to be stopping like Kirkman isn't stopping just because Rick is gone and the comic book is still going on yeah uh, moving on from that let's go from comic books to gaming we've got a very special person in to talk about Gen Con with me today is a person who I love to talk to Kristen I mean it's a lot of fun just to be able to talk uh, gaming and nerdy stuff with you and now this is very interesting because we've got Gen Con coming up but a lot of people, myself included, can't necessarily make it to Gen Con for the various reasons. It's on my bucket list. I'm going to do it sometime. Um, but now you have something going on for people who can't quite make it to the Gen Con itself, but can still experience the Gen Con experience. Um, but for first... But first, people need to know what exactly Gen Con is for the uninitiated. Yeah, absolutely. So Gen Con is the largest and longest running tabletop gaming convention in North America. Yeah, yeah. It's a big one. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> one. So we started in 1968 from a basement, uh, Gary Gygax's basement, to be Really? Exact. So the creator of Dungeons & Dragons, he decided, I'm going to have a convention. I'm going to start a convention. <laughs> just going just gonna to do it. Let's do this, right? So he did that. And uh, we've been going strong ever since. So now we're in Indianapolis. We've got over 70,000 people that attend this year. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. a lot of people. It's a lot of people. <laughs> but we also we take over the entire convention center. The stadium is full of board games. Literally the cold really? stadium. Wow. Filled with board games. That is fantastic. Yeah. And we've got over 17,000 events that people can do. So whether you know people are into playing board games, playing RPGs, cosplay, just seminars. We've got everything. And that's one of the things that people may not necessarily know about is the fact that, yes, it was created by the man who created Dungeons and Dragons. So there's a lot of tabletop RPGs. And some of my friends who have created RPGs have gone out there to do it. But it's also a place to play board games. Absolutely. And, and if you didn't know about it, well, this is a good way to find out. Right. And so what a lot of publishers do is that they'll bring, like you just mentioned, they'll bring their game or their RPG out to Gen Con to show it for the first time and people are actually pick it up there. Yeah. But those games don't typically release in retail for uh, three to nine months after that. And it's an interesting point with board game releases because you can talk to a manufacturer and they'll give you an estimated date, Yeah, but you're never really going to know when it's released. So Gen Con is one of those places that you can absolutely, well, yeah, you have a really high likelihood of being able to pick up those games. Most of the time. Last year we had 300 games that released at the show. Dang. Okay. Okay, wow, wow. And so this year we were like, you know what? We know, just like you said, not everyone can make it out to Gen Con. We're in Indianapolis. Not everyone can make it out. Mm -hmm. So how do we bring that board game experience, that Gen Con experience to people all around the country? Well, we decided on pop-up Gen Con. And 
pop up like pop up stores is kind of a new thing. At least it seems to me. And it's and a lot of the times it'll be like like literally pop up. They construct a uh, a, a place to sell whatever, be it records, food, or what have you. Right. Um, but in this case, you guys are kind of incorporating the local gaming stores into helping you out. Yeah, absolutely. Because who better to connect with local communities and local board gamers than your friendly local game store? And so Gen Con generally happens in this year in August. And this year it's yep. happening the first weekend of August. Correct. And so will these pop-up stores or these pop-up experiences be happening at the same time? They will, but it is up to the participating game stores on which days they can actually participate, right? So they have okay. the option of doing all four days, August 1st through 4th. But, you know, some, you know, your friendly local store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> supporting a bunch of people on a Thursday might not be great for them. Exactly. And uh, depending on what other events they have, you'll want to find out. But this is happening across North America, correct? Well, across the nation, for okay. sure. So mm-hmm. we've got 40 stores in the, uh, well, we've got about 38 stores in the contiguous U.S. Okay, we've okay. Got, we've got one in Alaska, one nice. in Hawaii, and we've got two in the U.K. as well. Okay, cool. Well, that's really awesome. Yeah. And so what this will give people a chance to do is to check out those games, demo those games, and then be able to purchase those games. So we can they can pre-order them. Ah, so, pre-order. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes so, more sense. Right. So uh, the publishers typically only have a certain amount of, of games they bring to Gen Con, and, and once they sell out, they sell out. And that's kind of one of the nice, cool things about going to Gen Con. If you can do it one day, absolutely yeah. go out there because you'll get your hands on one of, you know, a hundred copies of a game that the publisher brought that they don't release until later in the year. However, with pop-up Gen Con, you'll be able to take a look at these games, you'll be able to play them, and pre-order them as well. I know a lot of different stores are also doing events around it, too. So that makes sense. There's a couple around the country that are doing cosplay contests oh, along cool. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their own events. So you'll want to check with your with your local game store to see, one, if they're a pop-up Gen Con mm-hmm. retailer, and then also uh, check with them to see when they're participating and what events that they're doing. And you want to be able to register for this and you yes. can do so at gencon.com slash pop dash up. Yes. So that's absolutely. a way to be able to do that and you'll be able to get all that information and more right there. Uh, and this also includes an exclusive Gen Con pin. It sure does. And this is, I, I found this via like a Penny Arcade, like the, the, the pin experience and even Disney does it in a bunch of places where you can collect a bunch of different pins based on whatever fandom you love. So this is one of those ones that fits really well in with that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're doing an exclusive pin for pop-up retail locations and you can't get it anywhere oh, else. Oh, nice. So if you're not going to a pop-up location, but you're a pin collector, you might want to have a friend <laughs> go to one for you. Yeah, and, right? And it's the same It's the same uh, company that does all of those nice pins that we're talking oh, about. Oh, nice. It's the so Pin it's, Bazaar. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. Do you collect a lot of those pins? A few of them, yeah. Uh, we've got quite a cool one, quite a bunch of cool ones from the there, show last year. There was a bunch of ones that I, I've collected for the, the Magic the Gathering, and oh, I, I have a bunch of those, those just are on- sick. Right, right. I have them just yeah. on my, one of my play mats that I have rolled up and hidden oh, away, yeah. like all of them, because they're really fun to collect. They are really fun to collect. So, yeah, we're doing an exclusive pin, and we're doing a commemorative badge for this year as well. So five bucks will get you into the store, get you pre-orders, get you demos, we'll get you exclusive pin, badge, and a lanyard. And it gives you it gives you a bit of the Gen Con experience without having to go. But to be perfectly honest, you really absolutely need to go to Gen Con to experience it. I'm talking about myself as well. I need to do this. And 
like I said, it's on my bucket list because it's the same thing as like San Diego Comic Con. Like when you yeah. talk about seventy thousand people, it's like yeah, that can seem a little bit daunting, but it's also seventy thousand people who are interested in the same thing you are. Absolutely, and our attendees are honestly—they're all. I mean, not all of them, obviously, but yeah, a bunch yeah, of them yeah, are yeah. from the Midwest, and they are the friendliest. They folk. really are. Oh my they gosh! Absolutely, <laughs> one of my most favorite places to go is Chicago. Yeah, and it's because the people are pretty cool. The place is awesome. I want to be able to check this all out. Uh, again, people can find out information at GenCon.com slash pop dash up. Uh, we'll put the links up on all the Facebook page. You Great. can get all those questions and everything answered. What are some of the uh, the companies that uh, are participating in this uh, with you? Yeah, so you'll be able to find games from Breaking Games, Czech Games, otherwise known as CGE, mm-hmm. Forbidden Games, Greater Than Games, Paizo, Pandasaurus, Ooh. and Renegade. See, I love that Paizo stuff because, oh, I mean, man. I love Dungeons and Dragons. I also love Pathfinder yeah. because it's the number crunchy one. So it's kind of fun in that. And they're coming out with Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Yeah, 2nd Edition is coming to Gen Con this year. Oh. And it might be coming to pop-up stores oh. as well. I don't know. I don't have the official <laughs> lowdown. I'm not a Paizo rep, but if I were them. Yeah, right? I mean, it's the perfect <laughs> time to be able to do this. Yeah. I-, I love it. And like I said, again, GenCon.com slash pop-up. Uh, plus, also at that point, if you go to GenCon.com, you can get all the information. I'm assuming you can get all the information for the convention there as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if y'all have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. So I manage all of our social accounts. So a Twitter is at Gen underscore con. Perfect. And we'll have a fun conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you, Justin. Thank you so much, Kristen. And again, you can check out all the information at Gen Con's uh, website. But now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicki B. Vicki, what's going on? So I'm going to start off again with another quick little Tumblr meme. <laughs> All right. Just because I sent this to you the other day and I couldn't stop laughing at it. It says, uh, Jurassic Park is so quality, like <laughs> the little girl's a hacker. The main woman is sensibly dressed and smart and allowed to have an agency without people being like, no woman can do that uh, or can't do that thing. And Jeff Goldblum is the one whose shirt is sexily open and whose injury causes him to lie in a strategically model pose <laughs> to his best advantage. Plus, of, go- of course, the CGI and robotics are incredible. And someone else comments, uh, and the dinosaurs are all girls. So hashtag strong female role models. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was cute. And then what I say in response to you is like, who needs Wonder Woman? We got raptors. Raptor. Raptor. <laughs> uh. Oh, speaking of which, did you see the uh, poster for the new Wonder mm-hmm. Woman 84? No, I haven't. It looks oh, fantastic. You gotta look it up, dude. It's amazing. We posted it on the BJ mm-hmm. Geek Nation Facebook Show, page. It is really cool. Some people are detracting about her armor, how it's not practical. And I Has was her, like... Uh, Heather Outfit ever been practical? That was my question. I'm like, at least this one covers up a little bit more. She's got some armor. Yeah, I mean, some arm armor, some she, leg she armor. Has like a Valkyrie look to her. Yeah. yeah, that is a cool poster. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks really cool. And it's I mean, it's not practical. It's a. It, 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 come on, people. Yeah, it's shiny. It is <laughs> really shiny. shiny. This is fantasy. We are just. We want. We want all of our people to look amazing, and we don't. They don't necessarily need to be. Right. You know. Uh, otherwise, it's don't like, go see John Wick was, if you want practical. <laughs> I'm like, do you guys remember the early on Batman movies? Like, I think it was Michael Keaton couldn't even move his head back no, and forth. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. It took him 30 years to figure out the whole neck thing. Yeah. yeah. We, like, we, we need we, to move my neck. Yeah, you know, it's just like, yeah, the Green Goblin had a mask and that was dumb. They should have never put a mask on him so we could see William Defoe's face. Right. Yeah. You know, please, folks. Uh, but, you know, speaking of the DC universe, uh, so we've been talking about how, you know, if you guys saw our video on uh, YouTube, Facebook, we posted it 
uh, Rev and I were talking about how Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. 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 We have, or we Batman, have, yeah. We have a new Batman. Uh, but we do. The idea was originally, I think what we were hearing was that the director, uh, Matt Reeves, was planning like an older Batman story with uh, and having the Batman be. Um, a Frank Miller style Batman. Or, a- or Aff- Affleck. Be yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Affleck. But now that they have a, you know, he left, they're like, let's get a younger guy. Let's do a younger Batman story. Uh, but apparently. They're now saying that uh, Ben Affleck was never even going to star in the Batman. Like, oh, that course. was never even going to be an option. But when we heard the reports, it was Ben Affleck will star and direct in new Batman right. movie called The Batman. But this goes us back as far. So he announced back in February of this, I think this year, yeah, that he wasn't going to be in this yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. But he actually has, they've known since 2017, February of 2017. That's two years ago mm. when they actually brought on Matt Reeves to direct and write the film. So... There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. I wonder how this all really degraded, though. I mean, if he was going to direct the movie, and Ben can, I mean, Ben can direct a movie. He Mm -hmm. made that, uh, I can't think of the name of the movie. Will Hunting. Uh, I don't know. Did he direct that? I thought they directed and wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, directed? I don't know. I don't know if he directed it, but. uh, I know Matt Damon and him did. And Ben Ben did direct a movie. Oh, it was a a movie about rescuing some hostages uh, out of a situation. Hostage Rescue. Yeah, it was a great movie, and I can't remember the title of it, but I think it was even Oscar nominated. Gus uh, Van Sant did uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, and I wish I could remember the Ben Affleck movie, but anyway, but it was a good flick, uh, and it was based on real life events too. So he can direct. So it would have been interesting to see his. Was it take. the town? Yeah. No, uh, that wasn't the town. Fargo. It was, no, it wasn't Fargo. Argo. 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 Yes. Argo. Yes. yes. Thank you. I yeah, know it wasn't Argo. too crazy. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a Fargo without the F. <laughs> yeah. That would be Argo. Yeah. That was a good movie. So, uh, but well, we got Matt Reeves, and Matt Reeves is a guy, so that's not bad. And, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to Robert Pattinson because I've heard nothing but great stuff about the, the his non Harry Potter and non Twilight performances. And I, yeah. And I haven't seen them, so I don't know. And even like Vicky and I said, I'm willing to give him a chance. He was great as Cedric Diggory. When I first saw him on screen, <laughs> always back to Harry Potter. The first time I, I'm telling you, I really liked him. In a short amount of time, he really made you like him. And I feel like he will be a good Bruce Wayne. And I feel like, how can he be a bad Batman with all the CGI out there? And I think the most interesting part is, is it will not be an origin story. So Thank we you. won't have to see. Well, how will I know what's going to happen? Well, mm-hmm. we won't have to worry about the old, the older Wayne's passing away how in front it, of our eyes. But I want to see her pearl necklace. You know how it always shows shatters dropping and yeah. goes everywhere. All, all the pearls go everywhere. We've never seen that too much. Well, you can probably just go back and uh, watch all of the other ones that have those in it. All right. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.